this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Australian Survivor. Survivor is Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 21 South Africans. 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. Give them the one million pounds. Million euro. Million shkreli. Million rubli. Tribe spoke. Tribe spoke. Tribe spoke. Tribe spoke. The adventure of a lifetime. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week three exit interviews for Survivor UK. Click away now if you haven't seen who got voted out, but I spoke to both Rachel and then Ren and took a little bit of extended time with Ren, who was giving such great insights, and I really enjoyed both of these conversations, and thank you as always to the BBC for facilitating these conversations, and thank you to all of you for listening. The recap with George, which I thought was really fun, we got into all the cool permutations of the strategy in this really fun week. Uh, the swap, the votes, all really, really good stuff there. So we spoke about that. That's already out. And then the patron check-in with Rob will be to come. So a lot of stuff happening in the world of UK Survivor. A really great week of the show. I'm loving the trajectory that it's on and all of the hope for the future as we go through the one season evolution of strategy of UK Survivor. But as always, thanks to you all for listening. Hope you enjoy these exit interviews and I will see you on the other side. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to RHAP. I'm so sorry to see you go. I felt like we were just getting, you know, invested in your story and understanding like your purpose out there. And then you were gone way too soon. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's the name of the game. Someone's got to go. Um, and it just so happens to be me. Yeah, I'd love to find out more about the Caliton dynamics and how this ends up happening. Um, mm-hmm. It felt to me like Nathan, Tanuke and Matt are the main decision makers. Would you feel like that that's a fair dynamic to how you saw things out there? Um, no. Oh, no. okay. Um, definitely probably more Matty oh. not involved in that. Okay. Not involved in that. It would have been uh, Tanuke and Nathan and Lawrence, in my opinion. but. Again, it's coming out that that wasn't the case. So it didn't appear that way. And it didn't even really appear that Nathan and Tanuke were like that until 
until that week, actually, this week. Mm, who who did you feel was like the decision maker, like at the very top of the hierarchy, if any decision needed to be made? Nathan. Nathan? Mm-hmm. Nathan, yeah. And how was your relationship with him? Yeah, good, I think. I, w- I would hope he'd say good as well. Like we had, I think my relationship with everyone was pretty good, um, but it gets to the point where you've got to vote someone, haven't you? And it could be the smallest thing that's, annoyed you about that person um and obviously that happened with me what about um Tanuke who we see her saying that you're less valuable than someone like Jess even though she does have a really good relationship with you how do you feel about like her vote in that and what your relationship with her had been up to that point yeah our relationship was very close actually um but she you know she does state that I'm not one I wasn't I wouldn't just agree with her so if she said to me, we're voting for this person, I'll be like, no, I don't want to do that. So, yeah, in that way, she didn't have that effect on me like she had on others. So I can see why the choice was made for her. Um, because like you say, it's a game. It's You've got to what's going to lead you to get further. And you, when you go into it, you think, I just need to get past another tribal. Just got to get through this one. The next one, we might not even get there. We're going to get through this one. And then if you make it through that extra day, you're like, yeah, I'm here again. I'm, I'm, we can go again. Um, and that's all you do every time you're in one. You're just praying that it's not you. Don't really, I know it's upsetting that someone goes, you're just praying it's not you. Yeah. What about compared to someone like Shy, who we know his name is like always out there and it really feels like his physical game is what's swaying everyone you know, not to vote him out over someone like you who was closer to the tribe, even though I feel like physically, you know, look, you you went down for the cause, okay? You were bleeding and everything. Like you, I thought, did really well in the physical challenges, especially a lot of the one-on-one. So how do you look at it now that Shy, it seems, was prioritized from a physical standpoint, even though you were closer to the rest of the group? I think at the beginning, um, again, not aired, I was definitely very much the physical one around camp I foraged for everything um so Shire had to pick up his game after his name was picked up with you know what he was like so he did start doing a lot more around camp so he did make himself kind of um un, un, unexpendable I think that's the word I think I think I'm looking for so he he did pull his weight. He he was he was good, and he was good in challenges. He really was, and he knew challenges. He knew strategically how the things needed to be done. Um, but whether he was as good as me, never know. Why was Shy such an outsider? Like he's spoken about being an introvert, and you know, people maybe he just doesn't seem like as friendly to everyone. Like, why, from your perspective, was he just really not gelling with this group? Oh, he really did. He did. Oh. Okay. Um, at the beginning, it was very much he was straight in gang, 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 gang. Okay. And we wasn't we wasn't like that. We were like, yeah. we want to work as a tribe. We have no fire. We have no food. We need to work as a team. We need to encourage each other. If we're gonna hate each other while we're doing a challenge, we're not gonna win. Um, and that wasn't his way forward. And so we had plenty of conversations with him and discussed lots of things with him. I mean, I know I had, you know several on a daily basis with him about life and challenges and um things around camp everything um so i think with shy i think he's once you get to know him better um he opens up a lot more and becomes you know 
someone that you want to be around and and he very much is. What was the decision with Leilani versus Shai in the vote before? Again, like Shai, physically, you're talking about his social game. Leilani, it seemed more from a physical aspect. And we saw you kind of talking about that. And Nathan had also spoken about that. Before we even heard there was a twist to go to the other tribe, what had been the name that you as a, a tribe were, were putting down and, and why? As a tribe, we were kind of mixed. I wasn't putting neither Leilani or Shai. Oh. Um, I know. So then they put in the switch and I was like, that's why I'm so like, I don't know what I'm doing. No, who who I, are you just, putting down? Lawrence. Okay. Well, tell um, me about that. Because I didn't want to vote for Lelani or Shai. And he'd come back from that walk and I knew something else had happened at that walk. And I just had a sixth sense something wasn't told. And obviously it's come out that there was something else that had happened at the walk and people were told. and. So, yeah, maybe my gut instinct was right with that. So was that like a popular viewpoint or you were going to be like a rogue vote for Lawrence that no one else was doing? I was probably a rogue vote. <laughs> I think that's a lot to do with how they come about that I won't just vote for what they're voting for because I, I didn't want to vote Lilani and I, in any way, shape or form, like, love that girl, love her. Um, and Shia, like I say, we did have lots of chat and he was strategic he did know stuff he was strong in challenges um so yeah to me and on that day in that challenge that we lost for that trouble with the balance you know Lilani done great Shai done great Nathan and Lawrence were the ones that couldn't balance Nathan and Lawrence didn't sit themselves out because they couldn't balance I had to sit myself out and I can balance so it was it was a toss up kind of really of how how it went on that day and kind of Lawrence could come out on the end of that. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. I mean, so who did you think who do you think was going to go home before the twist? If you were throwing a row vote Lawrence's way, did you feel like Leilani or or Shy were going to be? I know you said it was mixed, but did you see it going one particular way? I think the majority of them were voting Leilani, mm-hmm. but. I just don't know. I just don't know. Since they've, I wish they'd have said the switch after the vote. It would have been, a, I think it would have been different, maybe. Well, I'm interested because then you hear about the twist and mm-hmm. talk me through that moment of like the conversations being had. We you know, see a lot of that at Tribal Council. You're thinking in change to Leilani or how you feel the tribe before and maybe after when you were talking about it at camp, like how their man- mentality was around voting Leilani out against maybe someone like Shai, the two names that have been out there, or someone to go to the other tribe? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do say at tribal, I say to Nathan and Lawrence, I'll go, I'll oh. go. And they go, no, and point to Lilani. So that, that to me was like, I not throwing myself in the bus, but I knew I could go over there and survive. And I wanted... If Lalani was to go, I wanted her just to build her confidence and go, because that the woman is she's amazing and she needs her confidence to grow a little bit more. And I hope that she does that over there. Mm, well, okay. So many interesting things about this. You're blowing my mind. Um, <laughs> so so you were gonna throw a vote at Lawrence. We see here as well. There's gonna be a split vote on Shy. It's gonna be Lawrence. Lawrence seems like a kooky character you kind of talked about you know, coming back from that journey and that lack of trust? Was it just kind of that little bit of that that gap between you and him out there and, and like that was playing out through the whole time? 
No, no, like it was just thoughts that were there, you know, like you just get that gut instinct, something's not being said. Um, and then obviously they had conversations about Ren having a small fish mm-hmm. and that was never mentioned to us. Mm-hmm. So when they come back and say, well, the, they said Ren had a small fish and I said, well, there wasn't a small fish on offer. So yeah. it twisted on Ren and also twisted on Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But he had obviously told people more information and obviously won them over with that little bit of information, I suppose. So interesting. Well, on a positive standpoint, from a relationship perspective, Jess seems to be someone you were really close with. Can you talk through that relationship? I mean, I get it. I, I Jess is a delight, but you know, why were you guys so close? Uh, I don't know. We're, we, we're very different, but yet so alike. Um, she just literally puts a smile on my face just seeing her. Um, she is amazing. She's funny. She's very, very intelligent. Uh, I just love being around her, really. Just I loved being around her. Like if, if I was there was any people there, any of the tribe people there, you know, between her and Sonique, they they I was attracted to them to spend more time with them because I, um, and I don't know. I mean, I spent a lot of time with Nathan and Shy I mean, and Lawrence. So it's hard, but just with them, like they were my bed buddies as well. So I was next to Jess and Tanike. So we do spend a lot of time together talking. And I think when you know a lot more about somebody and you tell each other a lot more, you have a, a different friendship dynamic than you do with other people. What about Matt, which was a name kind of not mentioned? Like, I, I wondered if there might have been like a little bit of like a maternal relationship because you have teenage kids and Matt's not even that far out of being a teenager. You know, you seem to get close out there. He literally was my island son. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it was, I can see why he felt bad. Um, like we had many a chat, like we kind of felt like we were the normal ones, you know, that mm-hmm. you know didn't have the social media followings, didn't have them... Um, amazing lives. I was just your average Joe mum, like, and he was just a lad from Cumbria. Um, so, yeah, we had very great chats, especially about his family life um, and his mum and dad. And I just, yeah, I just think they're amazing and what an amazing son they've raised. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a good lad. He's a good egg. So what had been your experience with the show, knowing about it, you know, any any type of fandom? Because I know obviously the UK has not had Survivor. Was it something you knew much about before you went on? Uh, yes, I'd had watched uh, a few series. Um, so um, I would say maybe five or six series, like between the Americans and the Australian series. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. And you you think it's going to be like that and very you know, twisty and all these things thrown in. And, but I think when you go back to the beginning shows of them, that's where we're starting at. We were starting at that no one knew what the show was. So I look forward to how it's going to pan out with the UK versions to see how far along they go as, as if they go as deep as Australia and America and change it up. And, but I, yeah, I, I just loved watching the challenges and being able to take part in them. Yeah, well, that's interesting you say that in terms of like where the evolution of UK survivor strategy is, because we kind of said preseason, it seemed like Caliton had fewer, you know, big super fans compared to Lenena, which has some people who were maybe 
you know, other than Shy, but like Lenena has some people who were like also really big fans in their own right. Um, so was that the kind of culture that you felt at Calaton where it was like less about, you know, it, it felt, you know, Nathan driven, pretty physical, more maybe individual relationships. Was that kind of the culture that you got from Calaton while you were there? Um, it was very physical, but I think the whole the whole show and the whole participation is very physical. It's uh, based around, you know, lack of food straight off the bat. You know, that's going to affect you physically and mentally. Um, lack of sleep, um, weather issues. You know, it's something that's not normal and that you have to um, deal with. And with that in effect, you you just can't judge how it's going to go um, and how Calaton dealt with that compared to Lenina because we we had different people, different ways of lives, different um, experiences to bring. Um, and so when you look at how Calaton dealt with it, I think we as a tribe grew so much stronger by not having the fire. I think, yes, we could have had all that food. We could have had the fire. But does that, does that mean it would have changed? We would have won. Does it mean that we would have gone into these challenges and done better? No one will know, but it made us a hell of a lot closer together and stronger as a tri- as a tribe. And then just a last question, you know, you spoke in the your last episode about, you know, doing it to show your kids that, you know, they can do anything. And you you spoke about, you know, having lost your husband. And I'm I'm very sorry for your loss on that as as well. And I just wanted to know what watching it back and seeing this has been, you know, it had what impact has that had on your kids in in, you know, going through all of that and then seeing their mom go out and, you know, be on survival, which is extremely cool. Uh, yeah, so you know, um, my son is my son is my son. He's just like I'm not interested. I'm not bothered. No, yeah, he's not interested. How old all. is he? Fourteen. See, five. that's not cool. I'd be like, no, I went on Survivor. You were going to act like this. The, it is the yeah, coolest thing watch ever. It with me now. Yeah, and be obsessed with it, like, and just like be yelling and screaming. Yeah. No, but my two eldest, my two eldest, my two daughters, they're obsessed and they're like, oh my God, you did so proud. Well, I'm going to look at you and sending me screenshots and making memes and stuff and sending, <laughs> you know, they they absolutely love it. And they've got all their friends and that watching. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud um, that they're happy. So that's, a, that's one big old chipped. Okay, well, that's that's awesome. And, and yeah, thank you for, for sharing that story on the show. And thank you for coming on to the podcast. It was great to watch you on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ren, welcome to RHAP. I am truly devastated to see you go. You were my co-host George's Winnipeg. I feel like you were kind of the voice and the face of the super fans, and we were all rooting for you, so we are upset. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah, very, very fair. I know that this was, you know, a big dream of yours. I have many, many questions, so I'm going to ask them. I got to talk about the small fish. I'm sure you never want to hear the word small or fish ever again, but you go to the outpost, get to go on this journey. You're alone. Talk me through the thought process of even choosing the small fish and what you were planning on doing with it and how that was all going in your mind in, in that situation. There are a lot of things at play for sure. Um, sorry, <laughs> my voice is going to go a bit, I'm a bit ill. Um, I'm fine, but you know, it's, it's going well. Um, yeah, there were so many things at play. I will say, like, I stand by this. You are not playing Survivor if you take the big fish home with you. Like, <laughs> the whole point of the game is it's a game of deceit. And like, to have control of an idol is so key. And that was something that, I needed because my name was out there. And so that was definitely like a factor in my consideration for sure was like, I could be walking away at a chance to protect myself when I know that I need it. And that would just be so, so stupid, right? Like mad. The potato was just unreasonably small. So <laughs> didn't think I could pull that one off. And also like for me, it was so wasn't a thing. Like I am so bad at finding things. Like it's honestly a special skill that I do not possess. Like the, I said to my brothers before I came out, the only way I will find an idol is if one like falls out of a tree and hits me in the head. And even then I still might miss it. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I would probably need to get someone to help me find this. And so my goal with like getting it, I was like, it's, sort of a win-win right because like I get an idol clue I get trust with one person and it was like Doug was the right person to pick as well because I needed someone who I would pick who would like find the idol and tell me about it and like share it with me which is what happened so like I pretty I stand by my decision I just think it's a shame that no one else wanted to play Mm -hmm. well did you were you aware I mean we kind of see that you are a bit aware of the fact that like people are sus on the small fish and were you also aware of the like escalating conversations cross tribe at challenges and there's going to be swaps like information from Lawrence is coming back how aware were you of kind of how that was all devolving oh I was so aware like as that conversation was happening I overheard it and like went over and like stopped it happening further like (laughs) I was very much on that like knew what was going on and I will say that was like something unexpected like I've seen all of the seasons and like you you can't really talk to the other tribes because otherwise this whole thing is like what's the point everyone would just have to take the big fish because you know you'd be found out immediately and so that was a bit like frustrating for me as a super fan because I know the show so well and I know that that is like not an option in other versions of the show And so like, had I known that, obviously that would have factored into my decision-making, right? Like, yeah, that was an interesting moment for sure. Mm -hmm. But then what about like when Leilani comes over and then eventually like Tanuke and Matthew, like, were you concerned about that information further spreading? 
I mean, I knew if there was a tribe swap and like the likelihood was that there would be that like that would happen. I was cool. Like I wasn't expecting someone to come over as quickly as Lani did, I would say. Um, but also like something that I had gone with was like, I do know a lot about the show and people knew that. And so I was like, oh, they've done this in a couple of seasons where they've had different things. So like, I don't know what they're going to come over and say. Like, how do I know that Lawrence got the same thing as me? I don't know that. Um, so there was like, I sort of did my best to mitigate it, but I knew that it was going to potentially be an issue. But like, how can you say no to that? Like, that's such an opportunity to actually like really play Survivor and like get some credibility in the game and like such a resume builder, right? And so I, I stand by it. I think it was the right decision to make. I just wish Lawrence had made it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough about the small fish for for now. Um, you said you'd heard your name out there. Can you give me a sense of what kind of those early Lenina dynamics were like and where you saw your place in that power structure was? I was sort of, I think I really accidentally found myself in quite like a position where I knew a lot of information. Like even watching it back has been really interesting. Like there haven't been any chats that I didn't know happened. Um, so that was like, surprising like to the point where I was first playing and I was so paranoid right because you're like what what is going on like there's no way that this information could be true maybe everyone's just secretly gunning for me but like I would get the same information from like Hannah and then Peg would separately come and tell me that information and Doug would separately come and tell me that information and like Ash and Rach would tell me the same information again so like I actually ended up having a pretty good overview as to what was going on um so yeah it was it was it was interesting. I think my biggest issue, and I think actually, so my plan was to like try and fly under the radar. And I think that that would have played better in a season where people knew the rules more. Uh, I was definitely caught off guard by like, I massively underplayed the amount of knowledge that I had. And it was still seen as like hugely threatening. And I massively underestimated how much people would consider that a threat in the game. And so it was like, I, I misjudged the first season dynamics. That that was what it came down to for me, I think. I think if I managed to lay low, I could have made merge and made more of a go of it. But you know what? Hopefully we'll see an all-stars. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, very encouraging that you think that this is where the show could get to. I, um, and I, you know, you would be on a trajectory to my friend, the similar trajectory to Nick, my my friend, Nikaya Danza, who also went on the journey. It didn't go well, got voted out and then played an all-star season. So other than getting saved by a twist, you'd be on a very similar path. But so, so when you say that you were worried your name could have been out there, like who were you mostly feeling that from? So I know that like uh, a lot, obviously when the fish came out, like people were like, that was a point of concern. But even before then, like just because I knew so much about the show, I had heard that Lee in particular had mentioned me. I think Chris had mentioned my name a couple of times as well. And that was like, I don't know if you saw that, like released the video where they were like survivor sins and it looked like I just got a different brief to everyone else. Everyone was like, oh no, we shouldn't have bullies. And I was like, if someone mentions my name, they have to go. (laughs) (laughs) I like heard that from a couple of different people and was like, okay, well, these are two people that don't want to work with me. Therefore, I don't want to work with them. But it made it very difficult to get them out because all the challenges were really physical, not just physical, but like strength-based, which... I wasn't expecting because it makes it very difficult to succeed in Survivor if you're not big and strong. And so I was expecting more well-rounded challenges for sure. But for people, because people didn't know the game and have that sort of understanding that challenges could develop to be different, it made it difficult for me to try and target these people who put my name out there. 
which was like frustrating because I wanted them out earlier, but no one was willing to work with me to get rid of them because they wanted to keep the muscle in the tribe because that's all the challenges that we've been presented with so far. So it was a bit Mm -hmm. annoying, but that's the way it goes, right? Yeah, and you can't tell them about that diversity because it's like now you know too much. So that's really like a rock and a hard place in terms of using that information. <laughs> um, you mentioned Doug it seems like a, a pretty key ally, a number one ally for you. Where did that connection come from and how did it develop to being so important? So we just got on like really well off the start. Like you have a lot of very similar traits to my dad. Like my dad's also super into fishing. Like we spend a lot of time up in Scotland, like love our whiskeys. He's like renovating a home and I like super love home renovation stuff. And so we like bonded over that. Um, It was just like just initial chats. We really got on and sort of really like understood each other, which is what you're looking for in those first couple of days too, right? Um, So yeah, it worked out really well. It was definitely a big toss up for me between choosing whether I shared the fish with Hannah or Doug. Um, That was tricky. But in the end, I think Doug was more... Like Doug was a strategic choice because I felt like I already had an ally in Hannah, um, but I needed that in with the the boys alliance, and Doug had that, and I knew that this would like really cement that. Like to the point where conversations were had about trying to blindside me, and they were excluding Doug from them because they knew that Doug wouldn't vote for me. So mm-hmm. it was like, I think it was, I think it was the the right call. Like I had that in, which meant that my name was never up there when like. Ash and Rachel being considered, which arguably my name should have been up there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Hannah, that connection was something we hadn't seen as much of. Can you talk to me about that relationship? Yeah, for sure. So we like, we got on so well, like now we're still like, we're tight. We see each other every like week or two. We like text like all the time, get on so, so well. And we had like, we had so many conversations strategic wise too. Like we definitely played into each other because she had a really good connection with Lee too and so had the tribes not not happened we were sort of planning on getting the four of us together to potentially move forward there like yeah it was it was great we had a lot a lot going on dynamics wise which was yeah yeah it was it, it was funny coming home right because only so much there's only so much time to talk about everything and so obviously all my friends are like oh when are we going to see you and hannah talk mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not <laughs> yeah so I get so excited talking about Survivor I sometimes lose track of my thoughts <laughs> <laughs> me too me too um so with with the dynamics that we saw like that first vote with Sabrina goes we kind of see it as like Chris with Ash and Rach maybe you and Doug a little bit in the middle and then like Lee with Sabrina Pegleg and Hannah and I don't know if, if there's dynamics there that you think were a little bit different but is that how you saw it and if so like why did you go with that side that you know to vote out Sabrina yeah, so that first vote was super tricky for me because I got on really well with Hannah and Sabs. And so we'd had quite a lot of conversations over the first couple of days. Um, in particular, in the run-up like to Tribal, we had a like a pretty long chat. And Doug and I ended up like we sort of had the option to go either way together. We were sort of a combined swing. Um, and in the end, we had a conversation together, and it was sort of early on enough. I think enough people wanted Sabs out. I mean, maybe with hindsight, it would have been better for me to keep her in. But for me, cementing a connection with someone was like higher priority in my game level. So I sort of went to Doug and was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure which way to go. What are you feeling? And sort of 
going in there, I was sort of happy to go whichever way. I wanted him to feel like he was in charge and he was choosing where we as a unit would vote. Um, and so that's sort of large part of why I ended up going. Yeah. That first one. Just mm-hmm. to like try and cement my relationship with Doug a bit more as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th- that kind of leaves you with Ash and Rach. I felt like this was an interesting relationship. Like you you vote with them here and then you're going to vote against Rach. And then like, you know, you talked about being kind of close to them, but they were close with each other. And then you and Ash now are going to come for each other. Like where did you sit, especially earlier on with the two of them? I think, so my first actual, my first strategic conversation, the whole of Survivor was with Ash and Rage, which was very exciting. It was sort of a, so, such a different dynamic. You see all the other seasons and people know the game and you see everyone like walking around with their like palm fronds on day one, like we're going to be in it to the end, right? None of that. Like that was not <laughs> happening. Or if it was, I was so out of the loop. And so everyone was like individually panicking, being like, oh my God, when like it has this started? Are we playing yet? Are we just happy families on a beach? I didn't want to be happy families. I want to like backstab everyone. Like, <laughs> let's get the show on the road, guys. <laughs> and so that was sort of the first strategic conversation. But also because it was the first one, it didn't feel super real. Um, it felt more like someone just wanted the game to start. Um, and so it was. It was interesting. I think I felt like with those two, I think I could have worked with them, but I knew I was never going to be either of their number ones. And so that was sort of a bit of a a barrier to a long-term alliance with them for me, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, also Chris is in that group and you mentioned like, you know, Chris might've been someone who had a bit of a target on you, certainly with the like rapidly devolving small fish situation. I'm calling it small fish gate. I think that's that's probably where we're at with it. Um, I, mean, I think everyone is calling it that. Yeah, <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so what like what was the sticking point with Chris? Like why? Like because I I like you both. Like why didn't it just work together? You know, like just do what I want. <laughs> I think a big part of it was Chris. I think Chris recognized that I would cause him problems later on in the game, and I don't think he wanted to work with me. Um, yeah, I sort of like, we voted with him for one, but it became pretty apparent immediately in the next vote. Like, you know, when you had that first vote with five, I was like an alliance Mm. of five. This is like in a season, in a season one, it really could have just been a pick off one by one situation. And part of me was like, I don't want that to happen because that's so boring. But another part (laughs) of me was like, if I have found myself on the right side of numbers, like great. But it was pretty obvious from the second vote that like, it it broke apart, not not sort of outwardly, but like I got the vibe that it broke apart because largely because Chris didn't want to work with me long term. Mm-hmm. Like I would have happily stuck with that five, but there was like there was so many things at play that it wasn't it wasn't gonna work out. I think also the fact that I think the physicality of the challenges played a lot into that too. Like I think it wasn't just that, it was also that like we didn't want to vote for a man and I didn't want to vote for Hannah. Um, so it made, it made that second vote like a lot more difficult. Um, yeah, mm. it was, it was interesting. Yeah. What was your perspective on that whole like man, strong physicality? Like you said, you know, you want to win challenges, which is so fair, you know, there are nice rewards. You don't have to go to tribal, but then also it might implicate you in the whole like non-man challenge part of it. Like what was your thinking in terms of the difficulties of that? Honestly, I remain so hopeful for like the first four or five challenges that there might just be like one puzzle. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't quite come like 
I put so much effort in and for the like most difficult thing to be to spell immunity backwards, like mm-hmm. come, come mm-hmm. on. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I like held out hope for a bit and then I sort of had this realization. I was like, oh, this is actually going to be quite problematic. But it wasn't, it, it sort of didn't matter because it didn't matter what my perspective was. The, the perspective was set that challenges you are better suited to if you're big and physically strong. And I don't think there was enough, at least early on, like early early on enough pre-merge, I don't think there was enough like gameplay consideration for people to be thinking about who they didn't want to go against individuals in. Like it was a conversation that I raised, but like people still weren't going for it. Like from that perspective, there's no way Chris or Lee should make merge. You know what I mean? Like as a player, I... But why would I want to have Lee competing against me in an individual immunity challenge? I don't want that. Like, what, what a waste of my time. But people weren't ready to think about the merge properly, except as like a vibe. Like people weren't ready to make decisions that detrimented the tribe to like get their game to be better in the long term, potentially, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So was there any like hope of of like making a counter plan with the girls there when Rach is going to go or was it just like, you know, maybe the, the girls and Doug or like something or was it just like at that point, you know, there was physical. not at all yeah. because we didn't have the numbers because it was four and four and like grouping me in with the girls there. Um, none of the guys were willing to vote for each other, full stop. And I wasn't willing to vote for Hannah. Um, so. It, it just wasn't going to happen. And <laughs> I don't know if this is something I should say. I don't know if I want to put this out there if I do get to play another season, but this dude is not going to rocks for anything. I am not putting my game up to luck. Like, and so in a position where it was 4v4, like I, I, I have such bad luck. I'm going to draw that rock. Like we all know this. So it's, it's not worth it to me. And mm-hmm. so with it being potentially 4v4, there was no way we could get a guy out at that point. Yeah, difficult one. And then the swap is going to happen. Well, in in kind of stages, Leilani comes over. Um, Doug is going to end up going with Pegleg, which is an unfortunate one. Tanuke and Matthew come over. How did you see kind of these dynamics and what ends up being kind of an interesting vote with Calatone being a bit of a a swing vote? Um, what was that kind of like initial interaction like with everyone? Initially, it was positive. Like I think on the surface, like. Matt, Tanuki and I had quite a lot in common. So I think had we had a few more days, I would have like that potentially those are relationships that I could have made uh, more successfully. It was a pretty short turnaround, which for me was unfortunate because Lilani was really close with them. And so it became a really obvious unit of three. Like obviously that was tactical in their part, right? Like they wanted to go over knowing that they had a strong unit of three. So that obviously makes sense. Um, yeah, it it was a tricky one for sure. Um, I, I definitely knew I was in trouble from, from the tribe swap. I was like, there is solid potential that if we lose this next one, I'm going home. And then in that morning, I got wind of conversations that I was definitely going to go home and obviously did my best to mitigate that. And then I saw what the challenge was and I was like, well, I can't join in on this one. So there's no way I can even control whether or not I go home. And so it was just a a series of (laughs) 
unfortunate events. It was a very sad last day. Hannah and I just being grumpy arseholes on the bench together. I don't know if you saw our facial expressions in any of that challenge. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was a tricky one, especially because like there wasn't an idol I could look for, right? So like mm. I sort of did my best to sway things in any way, but we just didn't have the numbers and those three were going to vote together. Um, and yeah, it was a shame, but it's okay. I mean, it is okay. I mean, obviously you, you think back and you're like, oh my God, what else could I have done? And obviously thinking back, there's probably other things I could have done, but you don't know what is going to work or what, what, what would or yeah. wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel really bad now because my next question is about what you could have done. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, but like, okay, so for Caledon, was there anything you could have done to pull them over a little more and were they in kind of this predicament between like you and Ash? Like, do you, do you have any reasons for why you think that they especially went with the other side or do you feel like there's anything you could have done, especially like to to reach out to Caledon who you were trying with? So I think honestly, my biggest downside was FaceTime. I said so like you know, I had those like all the supports on and all the challenges and look like an absolute dork. <laughs> so I've got this thing called Elizabeth syndrome. So I like get sort of flare-ups of pain and I was in Aww. a bit of a pain flare-up. Um so I, like this is definitely my biggest game regret is like Aww. it was just like more it was it, it was quite a lot of social energy right to try and get to know new people and doing that like while I'm in more pain than average is like not super fun but oh my god do I wish I just sucked it up and had the conversations because I I just didn't put the FaceTime in like I did a little bit but I should have done a lot and I think mm-hmm. that made a big difference so I'm really annoyed at myself for that to be honest like yeah, that, if that's I hard. got to go again that is not something I would be like ever using as an excuse again like you're out there for a month suck it up and play the game oh I mean look that is that's really really tough and and like what about with like old Lenena you know if you were aware of like you know the swap obviously and then like the small fish gate stuff coming out obviously being with Chris and Lee is not ideal your your relationship with Ash I think is interesting it's been close you know you've she's been like on the other side of it as well um so was anything that you feel you could have done with them like even come clean tell them Doug has the idol like was there a way to appeal to this group or was this just like not the group for you so I did think about that but the thing is like I didn't I think confirming that I didn't have the idol was just going to seal my coffin. You know what I mean? Like, at least there was still a chance they might split the votes. Um, but, you know, you never know. Tactically, tact- tactically, they shouldn't have split the votes, regardless of whether or not they thought there was a chance I had the idol. But still, um, I think, honestly, I think coming clean was not going to serve me. Like, Already the reason they want to get rid of me is because they think that I'm playing the game too hard. And so to admit that I am in fact playing the game too hard, I think is not, mm. would not have helped me. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think probably the best thing I could have done would have been to have pushed for like Chris or Lee to go because I knew it was a tribe to up. And I like did my best to propose people. Um, but I think I should have pushed a bit harder on that. I, I think that would have served me better. I, th- I think it just wasn't the group for me. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. you just said that and I just made that like a five minute long. No, it's, it's unfortunate. Said. 
look, that's that's me as well. I can also make a five minute long monologue out of anything. But no, I think it is interesting. I mean, Ash is the one, I guess. And it's just it's hard. Like, did you, was there like a real break between you guys or you felt like you, you guys were like drifting through that? Or like, how did you see that relationship, like getting to that point where you're coming for each other? There wasn't at all. Like we weren't we weren't even coming for each other. Like um, Hannah and I wanted Chris gone, but no one would vote for Chris because he was a man with abs. Um, so full stop wasn't an option, but Ash was fully in Chris's back pocket. And so that was our next best thing was to take some power away. And so that's why we went for Ash. Um, because there was no way that that group of three from Calaton were going to vote for Chris. So at least we were floating like a reasonable option. Um, yeah. So it's not like there was a big rift and like Ash and I both acknowledge we playing the game. We get on really well. Like, yeah, it just we just weren't in a position to work together because she was adamant she wanted to work with Chris and Chris was trustworthy. And I was adamant that he was not. <laughs> wow. Such a, such a key thing. This Chris dynamic is is so important to all of this. It's just really fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you get when you throw someone's name out early on, isn't it? <laughs> Well, in terms of Ash, at the Rach vote, um, you voted for Rach and said, I don't think you're going home tonight. Was there like some confusion around where the split was going on that? Yeah. So there actually, I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't, as in it was set. And then Hannah and I changed it last minute. So originally Ash was going home. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I asked this last, <laughs> last minute question. There was a confu- Literally, as I got there, I was like holding the sign. As I said that, I was walking back to my seat and I was like, Ren, no, that was the wrong way around. Why did you say that? <laughs> So did people not know you were doing that? Yeah, I was like, it's so embarrassing. It looks like I didn't know who was going home, but obviously I did. You you swapped it to Rach and did people like, so people didn't, people thought Ash was going home? Oh, no, no, no. Like we as a group swapped it. Okay. So originally we had split the votes the other way, um, but then we didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so you just misspoke. Okay, great. So you knew what was going on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I, it was yeah. so... Even as I was walking back, I was like, this is going to air and you're going to feel like such an idiot. Like, why did you say that? No, who would think of that and then ask it in the next interview and be that detail-oriented about it? That's just me being annoying. I apologize. I apologize for doing all the things you don't want me to do. No way. Like, I would have called it out. That's why I thought about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Ren, we may be quite similar. I think, like, even looking at us right now, wearing the glasses, our hair's the same. Like, it's actually very strange. Um, but, I mean, I just wanted to ask just lastly about your experience. You are one of the biggest, if not the biggest, super fan who made it onto the show. Um, was it, you know, everything you wanted to be? Like, tell me about just, like, summing, summing it all up. I had so much fun. Like, it was everything I wanted it to be. Obviously, I would have liked to have stayed for longer. That would have been the dream. But like to get to actually play the game finally after loving it for so many years was so exciting. And like, I really considered whether or not I should say yes, because I didn't like, I was conscious that maybe people wouldn't play the game that I wanted to play in season one, which is is true. Like it didn't happen, but how could you say no to the opportunity to like bring back this thing that I've been obsessed with for so long to the UK and like have people actually see it and know what it is. And like to be a part of that was so special. Like I, I do not have appropriate words to describe how exciting that was to me. Well, that's amazing. I'm really glad that you got to represent us and somehow me specifically, given our similarities. Uh, it was great to watch you. I'm truly devastated that your time has been cut short. I will wait for all stars, but thank you so much for explaining so much and coming onto the podcast. No worries. Thank you so much. I've had such a good time. I've listened Thank for so you. long, so to like oh. be on it as well. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Well, hopefully we can have you on again at some point. Great.
Thank you. Okay, bye. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed both of those conversations. Thank you so much for being with us on this UK survivor journey. You know, it started off a little slow, but I really do enjoy the way that it's going. And thank you as well for listening to all of this content. It really means a lot. So for me, some other stuff going on, I'm covering US Survivor as always on Survivor Global. You can find all of this in the, in the International Survivor at Hap Ups feed, same as Survivor UK. The final recap with Rob is out for Big Brother, for patrons. And I'm also going to be covering The Crown for people wanting to stay in the UK for my content um, on Poche Recaps with grace leader so a lot of stuff happening i appreciate as always all the support everyone listening thank you so much thank you to the team behind the scenes and i will see you next time bye australian survivor 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 Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.